0: Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Bright Hawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the Complete Queer Astrology Experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show.
1: Hi there. Welcome. This is Hollis and Bright Hawk on Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast. And um, I just want to let you know that, first of all, Lacrosse won't be able to be here this week, which is sadness. We will miss him. Hey, it's true. And then, um, you know, we're doing this week. uh, This is the 31st through August 6th. And July 31st through August 6th. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Hollis Taylors, the one speaking right now. And uh, you can find out about me. You can go to my website and whatnot. At, um, you could just look in the description, but it's divineandrogen.com. You know, you can also just Google my name, Hollis Taylor, and the word astrologer or medium, and it will come up.
2: Magic. Magic. Yeah. Hollis is well worth doing a reading with. Oh, yeah. Very talented person. And I... Hello and Bright Hawk. Uh, You can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. The link is in the description below. I am the author of the children's book, The Dancing Hippo, a very fun, gender-neutral book, award-winning, beautifully illustrated by Amanda Moore. It's well worth checking out. And uh, we're ready to roll. We're doing July 31st to August 6th, and yeah, so thank you, Lacrosse, for editing this broadcast. Yeah, Lacrosse will <laughs>
1: do the editing, which we greatly appreciate. You can check out Lacrosse Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has like a TikTok and Instagram and whatnot. You could definitely order his books on Amazon, which the link is in the description. So if you're also curious about that, they're great ways to master doing uh, tarot cards. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I want to invite you to take a deep breath, and invite you to push out and release any stress you might be holding, just release. Your body to take a little journey with us today. Allow your mind to let go, to release, and to use your imagination. And I want to invite you under the night sky, you're in a completely safe space and you're staring up at the beautiful night sky. And you can imagine the stars above you, It is full in the sky, so even the stars that are anywhere near it are hard to see, or you can't see them at all because of the beautiful moon glow. The beautiful moon glow shines down on you, you can feel it on your skin. And as the moon seems to come a little bit closer to you, and all you can really focus on is the beautiful moon, the beams of the moon pull on you. serves you to be released. And allowing for whatever needs to flow past you to flow past you. Allow things to come to an end, to completion, and in this moment, You can allow those things to finish. And you can let them go. Just allow the moon to pull them right out of you. Just let go what no longer serves you. You can feel your feet on the ground you can back up and see the beautiful sky that it glows as the moon reflects its beautiful rays down on you. You know that it holds all the secrets. intuition and all that you need to know and in this moment you can just allow the moon to take away what no longer serves you as you are able to open your third eye and feel more connected to the intuitive energies of the earth Allowing yourself to flow forwards a little bit lighter. And as you turn away from the moon, knowing what it has taken from you, you can go knowing your third eye is more in tune now. You can walk confidently in your path, knowing that you are more in tune by being kissed by the moon. And as we come back into our bodies, to the present, into the here, into the now. We can allow ourselves to feel completely our bodies.
2: Little trip to the moon.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, just want to say if you're wondering where you're, how your intuition works, I would tell you to pay
2: attention to where your moon is. That's why we talk about the moon because it's the fastest mover, and everyone gets uh, one hello by the moon. You know, it's going to say hello to. At least one of your placements, you know, because it's going to make it all the way around in a month. So it's going to say hello to different placements as we go through the month, and that's part of why we talk about this. Mm-hmm. And you know, depending on what zodiac and what
1: house your moon is in, right, will influence um, how your um, how your psychic sense is. You know, um, some people are. I think everyone has intuition. For sure, everybody does. And if you're like, well, Hollis, mine's in my first house. Yeah, well, that's probably very simple. That's probably your, um, you're very intuitive about your path and where you're going and who you are. Where other people might struggle with that, you might be delightfully surprised to find out how easy that comes to you.
2: And, and how challenging a twelfth house moon on the opposite side could be. It do you can know anything be about that.
1: <laughs> I do, since my moon is in the twelfth house. It is also said that if your moon is in the 12th house, you're a psychic. (gasps) I'm a psychic. Um, That's not the only sign. It's not the only way that you can be a psychic. I just want to say that in case you're like, well, my moon's not in the 12th house. Am I a psychic? I'm going to still say probably, yeah. If you think you're a psychic, you probably are.
2: Okay? And um Paulus has like no less than like five major significant <laughs> things that go psychic. Oh, and there it is again, and there it is again, yeah. and again and again and again. So it was meant you know. to be
1: for sure. And it's funny cuz I sort of foreseen it when I was like 21ish, maybe a little bit younger I might mm. I mean, I may not even been of age. I may have been like 19 uh maybe. Um so I just think also like if you find it in your like your ninth Ninth house, you know, you're going to be very spiritually intuitive. The moon in Um, your ninth house. Yeah, if it's in your your 10th house, it's probably going to be very career-oriented, and it'll be flavored by the zodiac that it's in there. That's right. Yeah, and the 11th house, you know, you're going to be really good at intuitively knowing what friends are good for you.
2: Mm, So if you're one of
1: those people, yeah. And I've met people like that. And then, you know, if your moon's in the second house, you're probably going to be good at bringing money in or knowing where and how you can make money. And in the third house, it's about communication. So you'll be intuitively communicative. You're probably a channeler. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, The fourth house, they're probably going to be more about their roots. So they'll be really good at, like, past life stuff and whatnot like that. Mm. In the fifth house, they'll be – I just want to finish it. The fifth house, you'll be – Uh, really intuitive about your creativity and romance in particular and probably your children so call them on that day and um and on the sixth house it would be about your health or you might even be intuitive about other people's health so um so I would pay attention to that and the seventh house is um relationships and if your moon's in the eighth house then it's going to be more like the occult. It's also going to be things we don't talk about. Sex, death, and taxes, for instance. Things that are like, shh, don't talk about that. You're going to be intuitively know when someone's hiding that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, there are some ideas, and it will also depend on what planets are there, what zodiacs there. And that's why I think an astrology reading is powerful for anyone. Very,
2: very, very powerful.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really going to depend. So, my friends, um, let's take a look at this week's uh, forecast. Now, remember, this is not meant to scare you. This is not mean, meant to make you worry. This is not meant to make do any of those things. What it's meant to do is to help you prepare for the week ahead. It's help you prepare, help you feel like you can navigate and maybe make some, if you have some choices about, well, I could do more of this on Monday and less of that on Thursday, then, you know, these,
2: this will help you with that kind of thing. Okay? Yeah, as forecasts are known to do, right? Hope you plan the weather, astrologically yeah, speaking.
1: More about the weather than it is about, like, trying to predict, like, you right. know. Okay? Okay. So on July 31st, so first of all, Pluto is still squaring the nodes. Um, That will be going on for a while. And so uh, there's probably a lot of change about your destiny, where you came from, where you're going, um, those kinds of things. So you're probably finding a shift. And um, I would also suggest that during this time, if a person is supposed to pass, they probably will. So if a person is sick, And you're kind of like, could, uh, would be such a relief. Now's probably this during these, during Pluto squaring the nodes, I would imagine that that would be a time for that.
2: I can imagine that. Yeah. Because it's a T square. Remember, the T squares are always an opposition and then a square. So Pluto, uh, and this will start to happen all week. It'll just be a slight degree change. But the T square is with, starts off with um, Pluto opposite Juno and they're squaring the nodes. Mm -hmm. But then, um, and by the way, Pluto's retrograde, Neptune's retrograde, Venus's retrograde. Saturn's retrograde. Saturn is retrograde. (laughs) And we have a yod with uh, the base of Pluto and Neptune pointing at Venus. And that goes on almost all week. And then it slightly adjusts the base of it at the end of the week, the yacht is pointing. um, I wondered about Pluto opposite. It keeps going, actually. It goes all the way through the week.
1: Okay. You were talking about Pluto opposite Juno, and I was thinking about that, because then the moon is conjuncted on this particular day, right?
2: Right, and you have Pluto obviously sitting right there with the moon. And and so, yeah, it's going to light up that even more.
1: I was thinking that relationships could possibly end on
2: this day. With Pluto transformation, with Venus at the top of the yacht, faded fate, energy. Yeah. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Maybe things aren't what you thought they were, but I want to say there's also a cradle. And if you could just kind of go around, you see with Pluto and the moon, and then you throw in Neptune and Venus, and then, uh, sorry, Uranus and Juno. You go around with Uranus and Juno. Um, and you have a cradle so you've always said cradles kind of they kind of hold
1: those so I think that even if it's happening it won't be an unexpected change like uh, you'll kind of be like okay that's finally over and like maybe it's something that you've seen coming maybe it's a a commitment that needs to change for some reason and
2: it could be really healing because if you look you see moon is also opposite juno Mm -hmm. and that makes a t-square to chiron and we know chiron is the wounded healer yep and um chiron could really end up facilitating what could be best best for both of you with pluto there it's gonna things are gonna change and so with chiron saying it's okay we got you it's gonna be all right this will be for your butt ba- This will be the best for both of you. I have definitely been in relationships where the realization is this cannot be good for either one of us at this right.
1: point. Yeah. If
2: we just cut these cords and let go, maybe we can both move on in a better way. Right. It's painful, it's hard. I apologize for anyone having to go through that, but I also say, you know, It gets better? It gets better and go for it and really use it as a huge opportunity to realize what's important to you because with Venus retrograde, that's what it's all about. It's all about taking that time to review what you really value, what you really want, what you're no longer willing to settle for.
1: And, you know, looking at Chiron retrograde at the tip of that T-square, I'm also thinking you could also come to the realization of... I keep picking people that are like my dad or I keep (laughs) picking people that are like my mom. Mm. Right. Or why do I keep picking people that are like my first boyfriend? What was, Mm. was there something toxic about him? Mm. And so if you're starting to question about the toxicity level or you're starting to realize, um, some sort of old trauma that seems to come up through Chiron, just going to say that's that's great because that's what Chiron's doing and I think when Chiron's retrograde it tends for us to like kind of look inward and say mm. what what am what part am I playing here because remember in toxic relationships you're not just the victim of a toxic relationship it's also you know there's some part of you that agreed to it, right? Okay. And so there's some part of you that was there with it. There was some part of you that maybe ignored the red flags in the beginning. And I think that's where most people mm. make their mistakes. They see red flags in the beginning mm. and they dismiss them. Mm. And that's 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 usually mm. that's usually what happens. Mm. So I, I've tried to have I've tried to count the red flags now. So if I make a friend with somebody and and they give me more than one red flag, then I go, okay. Wow. Okay. But I learned my lesson the hard way. But I learned it from shit like this, okay? Right. From Chiron retrograde. From going through things where I realize I'm now on a toxic Situation.
2: Well, and so the other thing I just want to point out is you have Juno in Cancer, which is Cancer is a sign of uh, loyalty, is what I, one of the things mm. I think of. Juno is all about loyalty, and it's sitting opposite the very cool and calcul not calculated, but the very cool, unemotional Capricorn. Capricorn is going to evaluate things and, and be very, a Capricorn moon, I'll just read it off. My Capricorn moon is, moon is emotion and Capricorn is no emotion. So it's unemotional, right? So Capricorn is very responsible, business-oriented, determined, disciplined, uh, patient, committed, those kind of things. Challenge on the on the Capricorn side is that it can be too rigid, right? Pessimistic, not moved Cold. by much, right? Yeah, you know, opinionated, materialistic, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So that amplification of the moon conjuncting Pluto, opposite Juno, and then um, with T squared to Chiron, embrace the healing opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: gonna say embrace that, especially. You know, because you're going to play one side or the other, you're going to be more committed and you're going to think that you have to be super loyal, or you're going to be like cold and calculated, I got to walk away from this type of thing. Um, and so one of those two things is going to happen, either way. Um, what's important is you tap into that Chiron, I think Chiron retrograde, yeah. The other thing, the other big opposition in the sky yeah. is Saturn opposite Mercury and Athena. Um, you know, thinking about those two, Saturn is very, you know, it's about foundation. It's about your system. It's about father or other people that reckon, that have something to do with systems for you. Um, it could It could be your father. It could be someone that acts as a father for you, or a father figure, or even the father within you, um, or the system, um, you know, and that's an opposite to Mercury and Athena, which is about um, communication, but it's also about strategy, so that makes me think, like, but Saturn's in Pisces, and it's retrograde, so that makes me think it's tearing things down, so either You're destroying things or you're trying to rebuild them strategically. And that's the sort of opposition. It's you're going to go one way or the other. So the best way to handle it, I think, is to try to find a balance between the two. And I would continuously come back to that Chiron retrograde. I would come back to that Chiron retrograde. Because especially if you have Chiron in Aries, you should take a look. Chiron kind of looks like a little key. It's like a little circle with a little key that goes this way. And um, it's green on here. And it's in Aries at 19 degrees. Um, you can see it there. It's on in the seventh house in this chart. But um, you should look on your chart and see where Chiron is. If your Chiron is in Aries, which apparently Chiron spends the most time in Aries.
2: Yes, so. because Chiron has a very elliptical orbit.
1: Right. So if Chiron is in Aries for you, I'm just going to say this would probably be more powerful. Right.
2: And the moon is also trining Uranus and then a the sextile to Neptune. So those are sweet things that um, will help with this energy. And the moon
1: sextiling Neptune, ooh, that's going to be beautiful for psychics and mediums and intuitive people. That's going to that's gonna make it a blessing. So, you know, July 31st, the, first, the early part of this week and i think um i don't know how long that that's probably just for a day or so eh?
2: well so. the yod pointing to venus and isn't venus the ruler of scorpio no pluto's the ruler of scorpio mm-hmm. sorry never mind okay. venus mm-hmm.
1: rules venus rules libra and taurus Yeah, so, and then Neptune is sextiling Pluto as well, which um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna invite you that if you are trying to learn to be a psychic, that's a good time, because um, it's, it's inviting change. I noticed a lot of people are trying to be able to talk to people that have passed in their lives, like communicate with the dead. And I think that that's a really good, this is a good time to, to work on that while Jupiter and, um, sorry, while Neptune and Pluto are sextiling because it will help you transform your belief system about communicating with the other side. Most people think it's something different than it is. Fair enough. So and you and Pluto Pluto's about death anyway and tends to be about mediumship and sextile tends to resolve any things that disagree between the two planets. So they tend to communicate in a good way. Yeah with so that, Neptune can... is yeah. Neptune is a psychic planet. Oh
2: that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So the moon is in a sextile with Neptune, Neptune's in a sextile with Pluto. Thus, the moons in a trine with Uranus; those are all really nice, positive things. Right. So, on the thirty-first, you know, on Monday the
1: thirty-first, if you're wanting to study or do readings or um, or learn or anything like that, um, you could do that. By the way, I teach psychics. I help psychics develop their skills. Ha. Ah. <laughs> okay. And then we move on to August 1st.
2: It's a full moon August 1st. Is that when the okay, that's the actual day of the full moon? See, it's sun opposite moon, right? And it'll be at nine degrees. When it's at nine degrees, that's when there'll be a full moon in Aquarius. So this is Aquarius's full moon. And and a full moon, of course, is all about the culmination, right? The moon has reached its fullest and uh, whatever projects we've had hopefully we've you know if we've had intentions that we set on the new moon the full moon is when we start to see the fullness of that so a moon in Aquarius is all about sensitivity and perception because you have a humanitarian in Aquarius with logic which is a good thing Mm -hmm. aquarians tend to be called revolutionaries they stir the pot they don't do things the way other people do them um matter of fact they really kind of can't stand doing things because that's the way it's always been they're very rational and idealistic but they're going to look for a creative way to deal with things they're tolerant they're humanitarian i said that but they can also be This is so true of many of the Aquarians I know. Unpredictable. Predictably unpredictable.
1: (laughs) Well, that's Uranus, right? That's ruled by Uranus. And so Uranus is over there in Taurus. They may find themselves a little bit more grounded right
2: now. Well, um, you know, the full moon in Aquarius, you know, there's a lot there that is impacting all of us. Um it still could be unpredictable but grounded. Right. So you know how we've talked about the axes, what's opposite when we talk about oppositions. So
1: yeah, and I noticed that um that the moon uh is still it is still early in the degrees there it's very close to Pluto so it barely gets out on August 1st
2: and then what uh what I was wanting to point out is that the sun is in Leo and Leo is all about me <laughs> it's a me sign right and Aquarius is all about we what are we doing for the world why are we behaving the way we are when we know the impacts we're having Um, things like that. So these things are part of what we look for and look at when we see um, oppositions and what are they trying to tell us. And obviously it's very crowded in Leo. It's very crowded uh, in Virgo. And um, we call those stelliums when you have three or more things in one sign. And it just means there's a really big amplification of energy And you want to look at what the opposite is because it's, you know, it's like a volcano, right? At some point it's going to shoot across the other side and what's there, you know, so understanding those access points is kind of cool. Mm -hmm.
1: And Jupiter, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's got those oppositions going on. And, you know, of course, Pluto is still squaring the nodes. And then we have Jupiter trying Mars. And, you know, Jupiter is very much about expansion and, It's also about spirituality. It can be about luck, too. And it's trining Mars. So I'm going to say if there's some sort of action you need to take, do it. It's going to be good for you, Um, especially on August 1st, because Mars is about action. It can also be about war. So maybe you've been sitting on something and you're like, I have got to talk about this. I'm just going to say, go ahead and talk about it. Yeah. Because um, it's not that starting wars is good for you, but maybe the conflict needs to happen in order and you'll find resolution. Clarity comes out. Yeah. Of you. Mm-hmm.
2: Because you have also with, remember, with moon opposite sun, because that's what a full moon is, that creates a T-square to Jupiter. So you have Jupiter trine Mars, which is a blessing, and giving you great flow for uh, energy towards whatever action you want to take. And then you have that T-squares. And T-squares kind of demand action. T-squares are what are you going to do about it? You either got to go this way or you got to go that way. So, um, And you still have the Yod pointing to Venus the yod that consists consists of Pluto and Neptune as the base pointing towards Venus. That goes on almost all week. Um, and uh, of course, um, another blessing is a trying to series and series is also what are you birthing? What are you bringing into the world? What are you, creatively responsible for you know and since the
1: moon and since the moon is full i thought well uranus might be more affected now especially while it's sextiling juno so you could also find a resolution especially jupiter trying mars you know you could find a resolution to a commitment you could find a different way and it could be very sudden and very like or someone might all of a sudden, you might have been waiting for an answer, and all of a sudden they say yes, right, okay? So, or no, whichever way is blessing for you. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, Vesta and Lilith are in a sextile, and that makes me think about spirituality and independence. So if you're finding yourself looking for independent spirituality, First of all, that's completely possible. And second of all, I want to say that, you know, or if you're wondering if you should be more independent or something like that, or you're, you're searching within yourself because Lilith is retrograde. So, and she's in Leo and it's about me, me, me. So,
2: so I just want to say one more thing. Go for it. Full moons are intense energy. Everybody knows this. If you can avoid it, do not schedule surgeries or appointments that could go south. If, if you have an option about not scheduling things, avoid the full moon. I wouldn't go on a first date on a full moon. No way. I wouldn't schedule doctor's appointments or surgeries or anything like that. Um, if you have to do what you have to do, do what you got to do. But I'm just going to say... Full moons can be intense energy and we all know it, which is why I put a little, you know, underscore highlighter. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and an Aquarian full moon, which, you know, is a, can be known for stirring the pot and, and, Aquarians can be very sensitive. They'll be very jokey, but what you don't always realize is just how incredibly sensitive they are. So, <clears throat> warning about full moons. That's sometimes what I feel like we have to do. Okay. They can be beautiful things, and they can be challenging things. Mm-hmm. Well, then the
1: moon finally—is the is the full moon still full on the second and on the third No, no.
2: Then it becomes a waning moon. Okay. So I'm just asking, how long does the full moon last? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Usually a nine. Okay. You know, like I said, at nine degrees, it'll happen at nine degrees Aquarius, and then the sun keeps moving at a slower pace, and the moon keeps on trucking on by. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stay at nine degrees for very long. So Mm -hmm. by the second, we're we're looking at different things.
1: Okay. And so on the second... um, I did notice that Venus is going to come into a trine with the North Node, and uh, that could actually be kind of a blessing. That could be about you making good choices about your love or what you love
2: and what in what good way. You know, that,
1: that could be a really a beautiful blessing.
2: Good. Well, the moon is now opposite Venus, and so the Venus opposition creates a T-square, to Uranus in Taurus. So that feels a little challenging to me. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Well, it's in opposition, so you'll choose one way or the other,
2: right? Right. So... You'll either identify with the Leo, the Sun, Leo Sun, or sorry, the Leo Leo-Venus. Venus. Thank mm-hmm. you. And um, Or you'll identify with the Aquarian Moon. That's the nature of oppositions, one or the other. It's their opposite. i think that the the
1: the challenge is to try to find a balance between the two well
2: and you go to uranus for the t-square and uranus is never feels balancing uranus (laughs) always feels explosive and get ready for whatever change life is going to throw at you kind of thing right and of course you still have that yod pointing at venus with neptune and pluto as the base and the good nice news is that then the moon enters a trine with chiron and there it is again healing vibes right and lilith will sextile
1: series which um that's about self-nurturing so if you're like kind of thinking about your independence and who you should be and which way you should go especially anything that has to do with your personality or your sexuality or even your leadership, I'm just going to say try some self-nurturing um, or do something you really love, even if that is go out with your best friend um, or something like that. Because series is in Libra, so, you know, it could be spending time with someone you enjoy spending time with. And, and you'll, you'll be able to figure out what you need to do by doing that. And you may even need to talk to somebody about it
2: yeah and so that's the second and then on the third my goodness we have three yods three fingers of god so we've already been talking all week about the yod the finger of god that points to venus the conversation is with venus retrograde with neptune and pluto we know about that one now you have jupiter and the moon pointing to Ceres. and sirius has been real active in this chart and conversations uh, so again, we're pointing at nurturing, and what are you taking, how are you taking And that character? could be
1: about relationships.
2: Yeah, this definitely, definitely could be about yeah, relationships.
1: Yeah, it could be about, you know, when I spend time with this person, I feel better.
2: Yeah. That's perfectly okay. Some people nurture our souls. And then you have uh, one more that is uh, the base of Ceres and the sun pointing at the moon. So that is yet another one. So, um, and the moon, by the way, has now entered Pisces. And so it's now a waning gibbous moon. And it's in conjunct Pisces, Saturn. <laughs> and it's conjunct Saturn in Pisces. Let's get wet, people.
1: Yeah, it would <laughs> Could be, be a surprised. day to go swimming. Yeah, it would be surprised if and it's a wet And then you day. can see
2: that whole thing is opposite Mars, Pallas Athena, Mercury,
1: yeah, and Jupiter is squaring Lilith on that day. So, um, you know, your spirituality, your choices, and things like that, you might just need to spend a little bit more time on it before you actually make any decisions of, regarding what's been sort of on your mind about yourself and your personality, your leadership, or what's internally independent about you. And then with Vesta sextiling um, Chiron and Lilith, um, it's it's kind of in the middle, and it's kind of, it's, it's got a sextile going both both directions. And Vesta is is, is very much about your spiritual um, dedication and your spirituality and where it's going, and it's sextiling Chiron and Lilith. So I'm just going to say that if there's something coming to you, if you're feeling like I've really healed from all these things and I need to do this, do that, Okay. So especially regarding uh spirituality. Spirituality, if that's coming up, even if because Vesta is in Gemini, I'm just gonna say, even if it feels like you jump around a lot, that's okay. Be- just do it anyway.
2: Yeah, because the moon is now in Pisces, and the moon in Pisces is very intuitive and deep and perceptive and sensitive and um creative, loving, loyal, you know, all those things that Pisces moon indicates, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the challenge side of a Pisces moon, it can be discontented, can be vague, mm. can be um, secretive, sometimes easily confused, you know, things like that. Okay. Um, but, but basically whew, this day on the third, three fingers of God, we're going to just say Whatever's happening, go with the flow. If something tells you, I don't know why, I have this little voice inside saying I'm supposed to do XYZ, listen to your little voices. Do it. Do it. Do it. Honor the voice that comes from inside. Do your morning practice if you have one. Yeah, it could be a wet day too. You could get a lot of downloads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the faded energy, the fingers of God this week that just go on and on and on. It's kind of wild.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, there's a lot of faded energy apparently this year, and um, you know, I've heard that before. Yeah, from Rick Levine. Mm. Rick Levine, I'm pretty sure is the guy that we heard that from. Um, and Jupiter is trining Mars and Athena together. And so I'm just going to say that continues on from a couple of days ago. Jupiter is in Taurus. So that's very much about money. So if you're feeling some sort of practical action that has to happen or strategy or something like that, do it, do it. And take your action because it's it's now's a good time. That could really, really help you. It could
2: you really. You can even see all those blue lines. That's the cradle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the universe saying, we got you. It's gonna be okay. And you know, you the moon is still in Pisces, it's trining Juno, sextiling Pluto, sextiling Uranus, and it's becoming conjunct with Neptune right there. Um and we still have that yod pointing to Venus. And Moon
1: and, and Neptune conjunct again. I'm going to yeah. say, do your readings. Do readings on this day. Right, right, this right. is the day, August fourth,
2: Friday. Yeah, you will have a good day for readings. Oh, and Friday is Venus's day, so a yeah, nod pointing to Venus. Wow, yeah, good. Especially if you love it. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, and then the weekend, the Moon enters Aries. The Beginning of the zodiac. And so the moon in Aries is, um, we often talk about the cool moon and the hot sun representation of Aries. It's a nervous temperament. Moon in Aries is a nervous temperament. Um, you know, you have cool meets hot and you end up with brilliant sharpness. <laughs> uh, Aries can be very energetic. Very enthusiastic, enterprising, optimistic, open to change, idealistic, impulsive. It can also be opinionated and domineering and impatient. They don't always finish what they start. They can sometimes be vain. They're definitely a me sign. So that's the moon in Aries. And the moon in Aries on the weekend is opposing Cirrus. And we still have that cradle going on, because you can see that. And it, But everything else is starting to quiet down. Can you believe it? And I'm just going to say,
1: with the two in conjuncts, Neptune and Ceres, um, Neptune is in conjunct the south node. So that's about where you came from and stuff like that. And uh, what's in the past, things from the past. And series in conjunct Jupiter, which is very much about expansion and luck and things like that. So They're, tell us
2: again what in conjunct
1: in conjunct is like a quincunx. It's the same thing, actually. Oh, okay. And so it's hard to resolve um, because they tend to be almost completely apart from each other, and oh. um, they can be hard to resolve. But um, it is resolvable. It just requires choosing a side, I guess, or choosing a way. And then Ceres in conjunct Jupiter, I'm going to say, you know, choose to take care of yourself. Choose to do what you think is good for you. And um, because I, I think, especially if you took action earlier in the week, if you already took the action that needs to be done, then you can take a break on this day and, not, and it won't be such a big deal. And with Neptune in conjunct the south node, You know, um, don't be afraid to reach out to that person from the past that you need to, you know, say something to, you need to resolve something, whatever needs to happen. You can reach out to that person from the past.
2: Good. Good. -hmm. All right. And on Sunday, the uh, 6th, the moon then becomes conjunct with with it's right, just passed over Chiron, and then it's going to conjunct the North Node, and of course, it's sitting opposite now. um uh Sirius. already past that. Cirrus was the day before, sorry. Um, but because you have Pluto opposing Juno, that creates a T-squared in the Moon. Yeah, uh, Pluto's okay. squaring the North Nodes, and now the Moon and North Node are together. Mm. Now you're in a T-square with the Moon.
1: I see. Okay, and so you got a so T-square there So that same T-square
2: going, has been going on forever. But now you still got the square on. pointing to the Moon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, I'm just gonna say, follow your emotions. Um, try to um, try to balance your emotions. I would definitely do my morning practice because that could help you resolve. Whatever might be going on with commitments um, anything that might need to change about commitments or anything you might be revisiting about change and commitments okay there's a piece of chocolate in my <laughs> notebook so I'm just gonna eat it. okay, that's probably for me eating at my desk. okay
2: so can you stop the
1: mm-hmm. I can't see. All right, so um, I appreciate you. I wish lacrosse was here to talk about salmon and whatever talk about else is next. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I think we might still be in salmon, but last I checked, we were in a salmon moon. Um, we yeah, might now still that be we have a
2: new full moon. I probably have a new oh something for us. Okay, well maybe he'll be able to tell us about it
1: next. Week. Yeah. So in the meantime, I'm going to pull three cards from my tarot deck. This is the Love is Love deck. This deck is beautiful. It has lots of colored people in it. Different color people is what I mean. Um, and has, it also has different types of people, different gender um, expressions and um, different ways of living life. And so each one of these cards is done by a different artist and a different queer LGBTQ artist. So it makes it extra special. So this is, I love this deck. This is Libra Moon. It's perfect for me. It's collaborative. So I love it. Um, I'm just going to say, when you're picking out a deck, always follow your intuition. Okay. And so the first card um, that I have here is the Six of Wands. And this is very much about community support. This is about, you know, if you went to Pride, woohoo, did you feel supported? Did you feel loved? Remember that taking forward, going forward. Remember that. So remember feeling supported and loved and appreciated. Remember those people who supported you, whatever they looked like. Um, so that's what this is a reminder of from the past. And this is asking you to reach for the stars, to reach for the here and now, to reach for what is in front of you that you see now and that you have been sort of brewing under the sea and you're ready to reach for the stars. And that's exactly what this is about. This is about being your most authentic self and presenting yourself in an authentic way, being authentic and presenting and reaching for the stars or reaching for the light. And that is really what will bring you forward and make your life. um, It'll probably make things more, um, Uh, reliable or feel better and in fact it's what it's going to do is bring strength up for you and as you can see this is a beautiful card with this beautiful person riding the lion Um, and it kind of looks like a lion like under the water lion or something like some sort of marine life lion (laughs) of course the person swimming is also a mermaid I believe Um, And they have the infinity sign above their head along with the whale. And I think that that is exactly what you think it is. It's like strength that seems to go really, really deep. This is the most powerful strength card this deck has. And if you take a look at this person close enough, you'll see they have a transgender necklace on. And frankly, there are some trans women I know in the world that are some of the strongest women I've ever met in my life. Um, and so I'm just going to say that uh, that I'm not surprised to see a trans woman at the, on the strength card at all. Um, because in my opinion, if you were to ask me an example of strength, I would probably talk about a trans woman. So um, it takes a lot of strength to, 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 to even be out as a trans woman. And so that's exactly what this card is about: is to walk that path, and to walk the strength, to be proud, to be you, and to um, and to hold that strength within yourself forever. Because that's the infinity symbol above their head, right? Her head. And so remember that the community support you've had in the past, and remember that that's going to support you through, so that you can reach for the light and find your way through in the most authentic fashion that you can. And as you're going forward, remember to um, honor your strength. And remember, you have strength, okay? Remember that it's there. You're stronger than you think you are. That's exactly what this card is about. I always say that to trans women. You are stronger than you think you are, definitely, okay? And so that tends to be true. And so I just I, I want to offer you... That With the Strength card, that's a really powerful card. The Star card's a really powerful card, and so is the Six of Wands, really. Um, So all three of those cards are really powerful in a good way, like pushing you towards what you're supposed to be. It's very destined as well. So I would say, um, you know, be ready for a ride, but just know that the bigger picture is that you're being pushed towards what you're supposed to do in the world today.
2: Yeah. Live your life purpose. And there's no greater tool for finding out about dialing in your purpose, in my opinion, than astrology. I agree. It did it for me, but
1: maybe some people have some other methods. I don't know. Um, uh, We're not biased at all. Yeah. In my (laughs) opinion, if you look at your astrology chart, it will tell you where you're going what you're supposed to be doing at any given time like even you know it's not just a one-time thing you don't like that's a weird thing sometimes i talk to people they're like oh i had my natal chart read when i was 21 22 years ago and i'm like okay it's probably good to look again (laughs) um just because first of all every (laughs) astrologer will get something different second of all um you, you things will change and there is Absolutely. something called a progressed chart that happens in your 40s it's best to look at um if you're older than 40 and um and you know there's always sinistry. so you can do sinistry with an event or sinistry with a person um and so if something's going to happen or is happening or has happened or you recently got connected with a person, you want to look at the astrology, at least in my opinion. So, all right, I'm hoping that you'll subscribe and like, and remember, subscribing supports us and shows Anchor that we're worth keeping.
2: <laughs> we appreciate that.
1: Yeah, so it shows them that that there's actually people listening to this
2: okay and, and so we appreciate you thank you for listening
1: thanks my friends thanks for listening please subscribe or share and follow and follow us we're also on youtube okay Have a great week bye-bye
0: thank you for listening to this week's soul astrology and subscribing liking sharing and reviewing we hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.